I have an expression related to today's topic, and that is to come out of your shell. To come out of your shell. Now, I'll tell you what this means at the very end of the podcast, so you'll have to stick around and find out at the end. Here's a clue it's something related to an animal. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to another episode, episode eight. Thank you so much for coming back and sticking with me. I really do appreciate all the support that you're, you're showing. In today's podcast, we're going to be looking at a big problem that many people face, and it's something that I have faced in the past. And this is learning English as a shy person. So, if you think you lack confidence, you're very shy, and you're afraid to talk to people in English, then this is the podcast for you. Before we get to that, I just want to thank a few people. So I got a very nice review on Apple Podcasts from Nescar, and he said, these podcasts are very useful. Thank you so much. So thank you, Nescar, for the kind review. I really, really appreciate any reviews you can leave me. So if you want to leave a review, you can do so wherever you listen to the podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are. And I would be really grateful and I might even read it out on a future podcast. I also got a comment from Deb on my blog where I posted my podcast and she asked if I could have the transcript available. So for every podcast from now on, there will be the full transcript of what I'm saying if you go to the show notes. So if you find I'm talking too quickly for you, or you can't understand what I'm saying, you can read along while I'm talking. So if you find that useful, please let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. Okay, so back to the topic today. How to learn English if you're shy. I asked my followers over on Instagram what their experience was, and I made a poll. 64% of people said they consider themselves to be shy. So the majority of people that answered think they're shy. It's a really common problem. And I got some really good advice from people. Most of the advice on Instagram was basically the same. So people said that they followed people on social media, they would do lots of reading, read English books, listen to podcasts, like my one, of course. And that's really good advice. So if you are shy, there's still many ways you can learn English without leaving your comfort zone. But of course, there's one thing missing. These people haven't mentioned speaking. So I would say if you really want to improve your English, leaving your comfort zone, at least for a little bit, is really, really useful. And as soon as you do this, you will see really fast improvements in your English. And even if you don't consider yourself to be shy, everyone has a comfort zone. Everyone has something that is outside of their comfort zone. 
So people often say, as soon as you leave that comfort zone, that is where the magic happens. And I think that's true. I like to believe that. I also had a very nice conversation with my student Katia on Instagram. And she had some really fantastic advice that I would like to share with you. So shout out to her. Thank you very much for your advice. First of all, she said, improve your confidence. So confidence is the most important thing. And this may sound obvious, but many people will overlook this. So overcoming the fear of speaking will drastically help you improve. And the best way to do this is practice. Practice speaking a foreign language. And what she said, and what I agree with, is that you will also see improvement in your native language too. So if you find that you're shy, regardless of what language you speak, the more that you put yourself out there and you practice speaking a foreign language, or English in this case, you will gain confidence speaking your native language because you'll think, if I can speak in a different language to strangers, of course I can speak in my native language, of course. So Katia's second piece of advice was to speak. Very simple one. Make mistakes. Do not worry what other people think. Just be yourself. This is a really important piece of information. In the end, no one really cares about the mistakes you make. People are too focused on themselves to worry about you. So just make mistakes, don't worry. It's always difficult, but you have to get used to making mistakes and be comfortable with it. So try to make as many mistakes as you can. If you make a mistake every time you talk to someone, that's great. Be happy about it. If you don't make any mistakes, then maybe you're not trying enough. Maybe you're not using enough new and complicated grammar in your English. So try your best to make mistakes. Her third and final piece of advice was to remind you that native speakers also make mistakes. Now, I think she learned this from me because I make quite a few mistakes and maybe you'll notice them on the podcast. If you do, let me know. Um, I'll be very impressed if you spot any of my mistakes. But the truth is, it's not a big deal. Think about the time when you took your language exam in school for your native language. Did you get an A? Did you get top marks? Maybe you did, which is good. If you didn't, then that proves this point exactly. No one is a perfect speaker. So keep that in mind when you're speaking. Just because they're a native English speaker does not mean they are perfect and they never make mistakes. So I thought that was really good advice and I hope it helps you. Finally, I would like to share my experience with being shy. I'm going to get very personal now. So I used to be very, very shy. And this was only a few years ago. It wasn't very long ago at all. I have horrible memories of being in school where I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't talk to new people. I was too scared to talk to teachers. If I had to do a presentation in front of a class, even if the class was only four people, I would be shaking uncontrollably. After many years of practice and improving, I 
and gradually overcame this. Of course, I still have some way to go. I'm not super confident, or at least I don't consider myself to be confident. But I have definitely learnt that making mistakes is not a big deal, especially when it comes to foreign languages. So if you're in that same situation I was, maybe you're wondering, how did I come three or four years ago to be too scared to call my friends on the phone to now having my own podcast and having online lessons every day? Well, here's my advice. Small increments of change will amount to a lot over time. So what I mean by that is don't aim to make big changes. Do something very small every day or every time you go outside. For example, if it's possible, whenever you go outside, say one English word to someone. If you're not in a situation to speak English, Maybe you could even try your native language. This is one method that I tried when I was trying to be more confident and not worry about what people think of me. I had a rule. Every time I leave the house, I have to talk to one stranger. And at first it was terrifying. I didn't know what to say. But it actually went really well and it completely changed my outlook on life and how I see other people. For example, I would go outside and comment on the weather or maybe someone has a very cute dog. I would mention how cute their dog is. Something very simple like that. Sometimes that's it. That's all you have to do. Other times that will lead to bigger conversations and you might even make some friends doing that. If you are not in an English speaking country, you could try becoming more comfortable going to pubs or restaurants or anywhere where English speakers will be. Start with a simple hello. Don't make a huge goal the first time you, you go there. Make a goal just to say one word and maybe next time you go you can make a goal to say a sentence and gradually in small increments you can increase and that will also increase your confidence as well. That can be scary, of course, so maybe you might want to go with a friend. And maybe you want to go with a friend whose English is worse than you. So you'll want to show off your English in front of them. That might be a good way to do it, but just don't tell them why you're inviting them. Most people will be really impressed if you know some words. If you let them know that you're learning English, most people will be patient with you and everyone knows what it's like to make a mistake. So don't worry. My final piece of advice, which might even be easier for you, is to begin with online teachers. So this is a good way because you can feel so comfortable in your own home. You don't even have to use video chat, you can just use audio chat. And it's a really good way to build up that confidence of speaking. So eventually, you can go out into the real world and try one reason this is good is because most online teachers will know exactly how you feel. So imagine the first time an online teacher teaches a lesson online. It's very, very scary. So they will know how you feel. Okay, so I hope that was good advice. Let me know what you think. Now it's time for the English in the media section. 
So this is where we look at a scene from a movie, a video, something that's been in the media recently, and we look at some of the good English in this clip. Today's clip is from a YouTube video which is about the recent TV series Chernobyl. Many of you will know about this. This is the nuclear accident that happened in the 1980s in Eastern Europe. And many of you might have already seen this series as well because I've heard a lot about it. It's quite popular at the moment, though I haven't actually seen it yet. I really need to make time for it. But anyway, despite not seeing it, I've got a clip here from the video, which I will link to in the show notes. And after the clip, we will have a look at the vocabulary they use. Trial is, as always, we want to find who's guilty. The people's lust for revenge, which is something really, really dangerous, it makes it very attractive to find scapegoats and throw as meat to the dogs. Professor Legasov, if you mean to suggest the Soviet state is somehow responsible for what happened, then I must warn you, you are treading on dangerous ground. Okay, so the first expression that I wanted to look at from this clip was you're treading on dangerous ground. I think this is a very useful one. So to tread is a verb. To tread means to walk, to step somewhere. So treading on dangerous ground means you're doing something that is likely to upset people or cause problems for people. For example, if you are a comedian and you're making jokes about people in the audience, maybe they're very offensive jokes, that comedian is treading on dangerous ground because it's very likely someone will be upset by his joke. So as always, see if you can think of an example for this and please let me know in the comments. I would love to see your ideas of how you can use these phrases. There was another sentence which had a few things to look at. So the man said, the people's lust for revenge, which is something really, really dangerous. It makes it very attractive to find scapegoats, as to throw meat to the dogs. So let's break this down. The people's lust for revenge. So lust is very similar to the word desire, a very strong desire. So if you have a lust for revenge, you have a strong desire to do something bad to someone who did something bad to you. If someone stole your bag, maybe they stole some money from you, maybe you have a lust for revenge. You want to hurt them or you want to steal something from them so they know how you feel. Of course, it's not a healthy emotion, but it is a very human emotion. So because of people's lust for revenge, it becomes attractive to find scapegoats. Scapegoat is a strange term, but the meaning is fairly simple. It means someone to blame for a problem. And usually, this is not the person who actually did the bad thing. For example, let's say something bad happens, like your house explodes, your house blows up. Obviously, you're very sad, very emotional. Naturally, you want to blame someone 
you want to find the cause of the explosion. Most people wouldn't be happy saying, oh well, these things happen. But maybe the cause of the explosion is not clear. So you find a scapegoat, you blame someone. Maybe you say, hey, my sister always has candles in the house. Maybe her candles burnt the house down. You don't know for sure, but you're using her as a scapegoat so you can blame her and feel better. And then he made a comparison as to throw meat to the dogs. So perhaps you can guess. In this metaphor, the meat represents the scapegoat and the dogs represent the people who want revenge. So if you give people a scapegoat, it's analogous or similar to throwing meat to a dog. You give them what they want. So it's some really interesting vocabulary here. As I said, try to use some of these in sentences and let me know what you come up with. Thank you very much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to leave me a question for a future podcast, you can do so. Just go to ewmichael.com forward slash podcast and at the bottom of the page you can record your message and I will answer that in a future episode. Thank you very much. Have a great week. See you next time. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening. To come out of your shell means to become more confident, more sociable and more friendly. For example, if you keep practicing your English, you will come out of your shell and eventually be more friendly to people you talk to. Can you think of a time when you have come out of your shell?